Welcome to the MLB Coast to Coast podcast brought to you by thelines.com. Coming to you from the West Coast out here. Last week of flying solo, Josh Lander, Nate Weitzer will be back starting next week. I believe he'll be back from his trip around the country, climbing all those mountains and hiking all over the place. Uh, so we'll be back here together on the Coast to Coast show, specifically for MLB, while we still got this regular season going. I am happy to announce that I had a really good week on last week and a solid way to end the week, specifically on Friday, four and one up nearly a full unit. On the night there in a pretty big slate, pretty much rode the Phillies to victory and Zach Wheeler. Uh, that game actually got delayed, interrupting Zach Wheeler's incredible performance. He had 11 Ks through 6.2 innings. Uh, had to get removed there after the rain came in and, and really caused that everything to get messed up for them. But the Phillies did hold on to win that game 2-1, to one, meaning that I got the first five money line right for them. We got the money line right for them. We got Wheeler to get 6 Ks plus the money line player performance double. So the Phillies really helped us. And then Max Scherzer, formerly of the New York Mets, Pitched his last game with the Mets on Friday. Got us over 5Ks as he is now a member of the Texas Rangers. And the Mets continue to unload payroll as they give up on the rest of this season anyway. And the only game we did get wrong was the Tigers, who almost came back to beat the Marlins as the underdog. Would have gotten us plus 130 there on the .3 units that I bet. But they did not come all the way back. Only uh, got within about a run there at the end of the game. As they were trailing for most of that game were the Tigers against the Marlins. So on the season, 17-15 and 15, up to. 2.04 units now for you guys look to continue to build off of that hey we're making money right in just two or three weeks made a couple hundred bucks hopefully for you guys so we'll continue to try that out here uh, on this slate here on monday definitely want to like and subscribe though make sure to follow along continue to check out these videos we're bringing you each and every weekday this regular season in baseball also want you to head to the lines.com check out the content we're putting up on the site right now and use the odds finder tool that we have up there a nice chart with all of the uh, odds and offerings from these draft uh, from these books that are giving you guys odds in baseball this season. So moving on to today's slate and starting with game one, my favorite game, I'm going back to another underdog, and that is the Baltimore Orioles to beat the Toronto Blue Jays on the money line. That's plus 120 on FanDuel, quarter of a unit on that. And this is a really good uh, Baltimore team right now. Let's be very clear. I mean, Toronto's playing pretty well also as we come down the stretch here. But Baltimore leads the division now um, as they did have a, a couple good a, a good couple last weeks or so to, to really overtake Tampa Bay, who continues to, to struggle, really. Um, and in this one, it's a little bit odd that I might be choosing this moment in time to take the Orioles as the underdog, considering Kyle Gibson's on the mound and has been okay at best at times this season. But I think this is a good opportunity for him. Uh, he's in a, in a really ripe position against a Toronto team that, look, they're awesome on offense. Um, they're probably underachieving, honestly, but they're still very good top 10 offense in the league. It's a very specific situation that we're facing here, though, where Kyle Gibson might have a slight advantage uh, compared to the numbers that he might normally be seeing, the projections that we might normally have for him. And that's because he needs to throw his sinker ball. He needs to throw his change up. He needs to throw junk. He doesn't have the stuff, especially at 35 now, to get it by guys without really, you know, outsmarting them, let's say. And he, he's been really, really good at not walking guys, but not giving up a home runs. And that's usually something that we don't see from Gibson is if he's not walking guys, he's because he's throwing stuff over the plate and giving up home runs. If he is walking guys, we know how that can go for him. Um, if he has guys on base when he gives up some home runs, but he's kept the ball low and against right-handed pitching, he's been incredible with those two pitches specifically with the sinker, the changeup, 
Um, you can probably throw the sweeper in there as well as, as another pretty solid pitch for him this year. Uh, he's getting a really nice ground ball rate, about 47%. Would like to see it a little bit higher. That's probably why he's not that good this season. But the fact that he's not giving up home runs and has a decent fly ball to home run ratio rate uh, means that I think we can feel pretty good that he's going to be able to hold his own against this Toronto offense, who, by the way, the two pitches that they struggle against, and it's against right-handed pitching, are the sinker and the changeup. Um, and I think that there's some opportunity for, for him to get it by some of these guys. The, the Orioles are 32 and 20 on the road this season where they are right now. They're seven, three, seven and three in their last 10 road games as well. Um, and I think, you know, facing Bassett here is a pretty good opportunity for them uh, to be able to get on Bassett in this one, who's been really bad as of late, to be honest. He, he's had one good outing uh, in, in his last roughly seven or so. But if you look at the way that he's, uh, he's giving up a ton of home runs uh, and he's giving up a ton of uh, contact, to uh, specifically to, to righties, um, to, sorry, to lefties. He's been much better against righties, but this Baltimore lineup is about to throw seven left-handed hitters at him probably in this game so that they can make sure that they get to Bassett, who has a 380 Woba to lefties right now. Um, and he's just he's leaving stuff out over the plate. He's doing what Kyle Gibson is not doing, which is throwing a lot of junk that kind of hangs there, and that's why he's got a lot of hard contact against him. Um, and despite the fact that he has one of the best offenses backing him in the league in this one, I think the fact that Gibson can, can sort of get the ball, keep the ball low and get it by, uh, or at least, you know, keep it from leaving the park, hopefully get a bunch of those ground balls again. Um, and, and that's really have his offense take advantage of, of Bassett's inability to handle lefties. Um, and Bob's your uncle. We've got a plus 120 win, hopefully, for the Orioles tonight. So second game here, Milwaukee at the Nationals. And man, the Nats are, are pretty bad. It's interesting because... They're not that bad against righties. Uh, at least they don't strike out against righties. They have a pretty nice average against righties. They're taking on Corbin Burns, um, who looks like himself again, to be honest. So, like, I, I'm riding with Corbin, Corbin Burns. I'm taking Milwaukee on the run line here. Uh, minus one and a half, and that's minus 120 in your odds from Caesar Sportsbook. 0.4 units on that. Corbin Burns, like I said, he's back. He's facing a team that maybe the Nats won't strike out too much, although they have been striking out lately, uh, as they did to the Mets uh a lot of times over the past weekend when they lost three or four to the Metropolitan, striking out to guys like Verlander and Scherzer a lot. So I, I think there's some pretty good opportunity for to, to ride with Corbin Burns if you want to talk about his Ks. It's a little bit high tonight, over six and a half. But, um, you know, this Nats team just we're, we're talking mostly just about the, the run line here and why Burns is going to get his Ks. He's going to get them um, to strike out and, and really get out. He's got a three, four, six ERA and a one point zero four whip. That's been even better in terms of the expected numbers for Burns over his last three starts he has given up three runs twice in his last like five but even if that were to be the case I think that you know the the Brewers not great offense should be fine however against Jake Irvin they they did get Carlos Santana and add him over the weekend which was I think was a big add as they try to really up their hitting and, and maintain their lead in the division over the Reds who are hitting the, the tar out of the ball a lot right now Brewers own the red, so I'm sure they're not too worried about it. But the point here is they're taking on Jake Irvin, and this is a very, very fadeable Jake Irvin this season. He owns a 5-4 ERA and a 1.31 whip in the month of July, where he's actually had 26.2 innings of work, five starts uh, since the very since a month ago, 
eight home runs allowed in those five starts. So not going very deep into games and giving up uh, a lot of hard contact, hard hit balls are leaving the park for him, um, which is why that ERA is so bloated. And he's despite not pitching and, and on top of not really making it very far through games. So I think that the, the Brewers are ripe to be able to, to hold on to this one from the jump uh, and then really rely on that really, really good pitching, really good bullpen to, to maintain a lead over, over Washington to the tune of, you know, two runs at least in this game. If you want an alt line of, of uh, you know, two and a half runs, you do get plus money there at about plus 125 for Milwaukee to win by two and a half. Let's not get cute with it. Let's just take the minus 120. Not, not a bad line or a return in a baseball game here for the money line for a clear favorite, in my opinion. Um, so riding with the Brewers on that one. And finishing things off here with the Bravos. And they're taking on the Angels. And this is two very te- fun teams to talk about right now. The, uh, the Angels especially, as we've seen them, really start to hit the ball super well. I mean, look, all season long, they've been really, really good against righties. And they're taking Charlie Morton on tonight. So let's go over nine and a half runs in this uh, Braves and Angels game. Minus 122 on FanDuel for .4 units on that one. And, and like I said, the Angels are a big reason for this. Like, I'm always going to feel comfortable taking an over with the Bravos at this point. Uh, when you look at the way that they've been hitting lately, it's not quite as good, but they're doing their part to get over 10 runs in a lot of these games. Um, they they faced When they faced the Brewers recently, that was when they sort of struggled to get a bunch of runs up. But even when they faced uh, Zach Gallen not that long ago and, and a couple of the, the other Diamondback pictures, they've definitely been getting uh, a good amount of runs. I, I was interesting. I didn't really like them in that Boston series for the Bravos, and, and they actually did very poorly lost both those games as I thought they might when you got guys like Spencer Strider coming in never having played Fenway before I just I just didn't like it for them the way that you know you, they come into to Boston and, and no, none of their players really have too much experience there they weren't able to take get any of those wins but now they're back and I, I do think they're going to get ru- a bit of runs off of Griffin Canning who I tried to fade last time and he was really good um, but I still think there's an opportunity for the best offense in baseball to get runs off of him. They hit right-handed pitching as well as literally anybody in the league. Um, and and for for Canning, even if he comes, if he makes it the five six innings that he was able to pitch last time, that that bullpen is just so bad. I love the opportunity for the Bravos to get to the pen, uh, their lineup to get to the the Angels pen it, when needed in this game. Um, Charlie Morton for the Braves. Not as good of late. I mean, he's been really good for them all season, has the righty. But like I said, first off, the Angels just crush right-handed pitching, a top three offense in the league versus righties. Uh, and Morton in his last two starts, not some, not really himself, to be honest. Four earned runs on, on both occasions against the uh, Red Sox and the D-backs. Failed to go six innings in those, gave up six hits in both of those as well. So he hasn't been giving up the home run ball, which I think is, is good for him. I mean, this this Angels lineup relies on slugging for sure and, and power hitting, uh, especially against righties but the the fact that he's given up the six hits if the angels are also moving guys around the bases uh with the ability to just with one swing of the bat put up th- two to three runs each each with most of the top half of their lineup um and really the top two-thirds of their lineup crushes righties so i think there's some pretty good opportunity for them to touch up more in a little bit in this one and continue their their hot streak uh, of getting a ton of runs if you look at the way that they've been playing in their last 10 games um they've gotten at least seven or at least i'll say at least six runs uh in seven of their last six of their last seven games rather um and they've been 
facing some some bad pitching. They're, Charlie Morton is going to be the best pitcher that they're going to face, but they touched up Eduardo Perez as well, and, and that was the best lefty they, they recently faced, and a bunch of the other righties that they've taken on since then for the, the Yankees uh, and the Pirates. I, I think there's going to be some some good opportunity for them to continue to get some pretty good runs. Uh, as I Like I said, they've gotten at least six in, five, in six of their last seven. So I'm going to continue to ride with them, crushing right-handed pitching, take over nine and a half runs in this game. And that is all the time that I have for you. So make sure to like and subscribe to that page. Continue to follow along. Continue to win money for you guys here on the MLB Coast to Coast show. So why wouldn't you come back? And until I do see you next, happy betting.